Hello there, friends. It's your old pal, Ariel Hawani, back with another edition of DC in Hawani. Yes, we are back after DC's very long hiatus. He is finally back. And since we've been off for a couple of weeks, that means we have a lot to get to, a lot going on, as always, in the world of MMA. We have to talk about Vittori's big win, Gaslam and Whitaker tangling this weekend, Aljamain Sterling's surgery. Uh, we got to talk about Connor and, and, and Dustin and their feud, WrestleMania. So much to get to. But before we get there, I do have a few things I need to tell you. First off, get ready for the NFL Draft with ESPN Radio's coverage on the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Show weekdays from 6 to 10 Eastern, bringing you insights from a former NFL number one pick himself, Keyshawn Johnson, of course, of the New York Jets, along with co-host Jay Williams, tremendous college basketball player, and the one and only Zubin Mahenti. KJZ is also available as a podcast after each show, so check it out. Also, don't miss Football Americas, the new soccer debate show where Hercules Gomez and Sebastian Salazar cover the U.S. and Mexican national teams throughout the season. Stream new episodes every Monday and Thursday only on ESPN Plus and sign up now at ESPNPlus.com. All right, enough of all of that. Time for today's program. As always, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Now making their way to the microphone. DC and Helwani. I was watching the UFC Octagon girl, Luciana, and she was old. I was like, oh, wait, we're still raising the roof. I've been waiting for it to come back, dog. I've been waiting for raising the roof to come back. Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Helwani. Back in your life on this second week of April 2021. Hello again, everyone. Yes, it's been two long weeks. DC is back from vacation. I, I heard uh-huh. he had a great time. I heard he had Every time, such a relaxing me, right? time. Listen, well, it was a t- it was a 14-day build to WrestleMania. I just was like I needed I needed time off to get to Mania. It's all I was all I was thinking about. The fights that came in between, only speed bumps to get to WrestleMania weekend. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Hawani. That's DC, who's very excited to be back. I mean, he tells me he looks forward to this more so than anything that he does. Of all his 55 jobs, he looks forward <laughs> to this job more than anything. I'm Hawani. Of course, we have so much to get to because, as you know, when we take two weeks off, of course, all the news in the MMA world up. seems to happen. I mean, it piles, it piles up. up. It's unbelievable. I do have to get a few things out of the way right off the bat. Uh, most importantly... We have to wish a hearty Mazel Tov, a congratulations to Corporate Jake and yes. Elizabeth, who got engaged yes. over the weekend. Yes. I mean, we've we've seen him blossom from just you know, uh, you know, kind of like a measly PA at ESPN <laughs> to now the man who runs the show here on this yes, program. And yes, Elizabeth, of course, one of the brains behind the whole operation here on the ESPN MMA team. So, Mazel Tov, congratulations, congratulations to them, guys! Congratulations to you guys on uh, your engagement. That's awesome. Um, can I give one? Can I sure. give one? Go ahead. I want to give one to my man, Islam Mahachev. Got oh. married last weekend in Dagestan. Uh, we were so happy. I got He invited me only about a week before the wedding. DC come to Dagestan for my wedding. It, you know, it didn't happen, but congrats to Islam and Mrs. Mahachev now. As uh, everything's coming into focus for my man, Islam, as he yeah. makes his way to try to chase down that championship. This one's a little awkward for me because I didn't get like a save the date or anything like oh, that for yeah that. that was one of those things that you weren't gonna get you okay. islam was going islam's getting married you weren't going uh, you were never going um, oh. no matter how much i fought for you there mm-hmm. was never a time where you were gonna be at islam's wedding i'm sorry dog i mean i you know you'd be outside the red rope you know like the vip you'd be outside hey, hey, hey. i would walk into the wedding and like Dude. you'd be like dc i kind of put my head down to make act like i didn't see you know well you know which rope i would be on the inside of I'd be on the inside of the ESPN Plus rope. Today's ESPN Plus's third birthday. I essentially built that thing oh. with my hands off my shoulder. Okay, fine. Chael and I, we built it with our hands. Uh, you know, no one seems to mention this. We're the longest running studio show on ESPN Plus. I mean, three plus years at this point. But in any event, happy birthday to ESPN Plus. A uh, great yes. platform, which you now also have a show. You kind of yes. wrote our coattails on that thing. So congratulations. Yeah. To I was able Plus. to take the momentum that you guys built. Yes. Ariel and the bad guy and coattail my way with just a little show called detail. Um, new episode coming soon on the great Francis Ngannou and, uh, and you know, Ngannou, the new Francis Ngannou detail coming up. And uh, I can't wait, you know, uh, uh, Ariel, look at this. 
What's going on? Let me show you this. Go ahead, keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> a lot. I mean, that, that's great TV right there. A lot more to get to on today's program, so I don't have enough time to wish you and yours a happy National Big Wind Day. I'm not really sure what big wind means. I mean, I have some guesses, but I'm <laughs> well, not I sure. thought it was a big wind, like a big victory. No, win. Not a big wind. Wind. Oh, Sounds like goodness. DC after a big dinner, if you know what oh. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> National Licorice Day. I love licorice. Who doesn't love licorice? What do we Can got you there? See that? Not really. This that this that detail right there. That's that new oh, episode. You know, hot, hot off the presses. There it I is. See right the ring there. light. Um, detail. One of my favorite meals. Uh, grilled cheese today. You should celebrate National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Who doesn't like a good grilled That's cheese, good especially one. with some tomato soup? You dip it in. Oh, Fantastic. Listen, you know. I didn't have a griddle. I didn't have a griddle, so I couldn't make grilled cheese. I'm mm. only capable of making grilled cheese on a griddle, but I got one, and I made a fan. I literally cooked whatever you would have had at a Japanese steakhouse yesterday at my house in my backyard. Wow. Fantastic. TikTok made me do it. TikTok made me do it. See how much I love TikTok. Yeah, I do. I, I heard about <laughs> it on the broadcast. And most importantly, DC, I got to say, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. Five-star Daniel Cormier. I mean, this, I mean, reminiscent of one of those Gracie brothers who gave himself his own BJJ uh, Black Belt. I, I mean, it's believe. crazy. I cannot believe. The ratings adjuster gives himself five-star. What is this about? Come on. Dog. If I had that power, I would have done it before. I Trust me, I fought to be five-star at the beginning. They wouldn't give it to me. But then as they took a look back on my career, as my career's ended and, you know, my legend character, not mm-hmm. my current guy, uh, the old guy that showed up in August, not that guy, but the guy from back in the day, you know, that guy was a five-star athlete, as five-star as they come. Must be nice. And I'm so proud of doing that. But I got to be honest, man. I have the career to back that up. You would just give yourself five stars. No, I, mean, I wouldn't. You're giving the version of Ariel Hawani from the Maccabi Games a five-star. I'm a humble game. guy. I have humility. I have you think ethics. I'm not humble? I don't do the old Barry Horowitz. I don't pat myself on the back like others, it's but like it's a nice moment. Thing in the, it's the most fun, <laughs> satisfying thing in the world to do. Even Saturday, right? On the UFC, right? So I was getting a whole bunch about feints and Dom goes, he's biting on the feints. And I was like, oh, Dom, you know how much I love those because guess what? I love the feints. And they people throw shade at me, but you know, I'm, I never take the high road. I never oh. take the high road. Well, that's a great transition to Saturday night. Actually, Saturday afternoon, I should say. Saturday morning, morning. for you guys in Vegas. Uh, and that, of course, leads to the biggest question coming off the event on ABC, on ESPN, on ESPN+. Plus. The biggest question, the only question that people are really asking 48 hours after that event, Marv Vittori, Kevin Holland. And so here we have the opportunity to ask it, what kind of chips were you eating, DC? Oh, yeah. You know, I had the classic Lay's, dog. John what? Adams, classic that. Classic Those are so Lays, bland. Man. Classic Lay's, man. I love them. My kids love them. We all love the, we love the salt. We, hey, we, we fancy a salty chip in the Cormier mm. house. So we're eating chips from, you know, you know, Fritos. We're eating Fritos, like the plain old Fritos, the corn chips. We're eating classic Lay's. We're not eating any of the, the, the hot chips or anything. It's more just a salty chip is what we like in the Cormier house. I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate uh, John Anik trying to have your back and, and claim that it's a, a protein bar, but it was a great moment. Yeah. This is why we love you. And so, okay, <laughs> enough dilly-dallying. Let's get to the main event. Uh, wait, wait, Marvin Vittori. How what? about the fact that he comes to me to ask me about the fight and I'm like shaking. No, you couldn't see me. <laughs> they couldn't see me, but I'm like shaking my hand like this. I'm like shaking my hand. Please, please, please. From all full of potato chips, bro. It was great. I thought, because he had asked me a question prior. I thought he was yeah. going to go to cruise first. It was crazy. Uh, Marvin Vittori beats Kevin Holland, dominant win, uh, another win for uh, Vittori. And, and so the big question afterwards, the real big question afterwards is, does he get a title shot now? Does he deserve a title shot? Can I just say this before we get into it? Marvin Vittori has nothing to say sorry about. He has nothing to apologize for. That was a solid dominant win. That was a great performance. Congratulations, Marvin. That was exactly what you had to do. In fact, I would say in the first round, he learned, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't stand and strike with this guy. Let me take him down, continue to expose his wrestling. He did exactly what he had to do. That was a workmanlike, solid win. Yes. It was not the kind of win, though, that gets you a title shot, in my opinion. You know what's the crazy thing about that statement? The the crazy thing about that statement is that 
you have to, we are now in an age where you almost have to fight a certain way to earn what probably is deserved. It's so crazy, right? Marvin Vittori has won five fights in a row since he lost to Israel Adesanya back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's beaten everybody in front of him. He has now beat Jack Hermanson, who was number four or five at the time, and he's beaten Kevin Holland back-to-back, two top 10 wins. He should have earned a championship fight. But now we're in a world where if you don't knock somebody unconscious, you don't submit somebody in impression. I don't believe that. I don't believe I'm that. I'm saying like that win, I'm no era. I'm saying like that win should have earned a championship fight, especially in a, a division where there is no clear number one guy. Now, it could all change if Robert Whitaker looks fantastic next weekend, right? But as of today, I felt like, sure, if he gets the title fight, it's warranted. If he doesn't, I can understand it too. But I'm saying like, if he would have flatlined Kevin Holland, everybody would have been clamoring for him to have a championship fight. That should not be the world we live in in terms of athletes. These guys need to win, and that's what he did. I agree with that 100%. But you said the most important thing. The pressure, in my opinion, is now on Whitaker and Gaslam. If yes. Robert Whitaker goes out there and beats Kevin Gaslam, who's always a tough out, and especially if he does it in a very impressive fashion, let's say a finish, he will now have won three in a row, Darren Till, Jared Cannonier, yes, Kevin yes, Gaslam, yes. three of the best at 185. And oh, yeah. by the way, his last loss was when he was the champion and lost to Izzy. Yeah. Yeah. You Listen, can't deny him, right? No, no, not even close. Listen, so Fred, it's just bad timing for Marvin. One more timing. gets him that fight. It, bad timing, but also the performance warrants a championship fight. Unfortunately, the former champion who has beaten those guys, if he can get past Kelvin, then yeah, then obviously Robert Whitaker deserves it. If I had to. If this when this when this weekend's over, and we're looking at their two performances, especially if Whitaker looks fantastic, you say okay, it goes to Rob. But if Whitaker loses, or if he goes and wins a decision, and it's kind of the same as Marvin's win, then it's it's a little bit harder to gauge. It's I a little bit harder, but hold up now. You really not giving Kevin Gaslam that shot after the fight they had in 2019? If Kevin Gaslam goes out there and knocks out Robert Whitaker, yeah. you really giving it? To, to Marvin over him? By, by the way, DC, how could you? You know, it's so funny. I saw this tweet a couple of weeks ago on the ESPN <laughs> MMA account, Derek Brunson throwing shade. I mean, this, this made me fall out of my chair because here I have been over the last couple of weeks trying to give Derek Brunson the props that he deserves after the win that he had over Kevin Holland. How can you sit there and say Marvin Vittori deserves a, a title shot over Derek Brunson when Derek Brunson did the same thing first to Kevin Holland three weeks ago? So Derek Brunson has now beaten Shabazian. Yeah, he beat Kevin Holland and who before him because Derek has looked good since he went down to Sanford MMA. He has looked very good. He won four in a row. He's won four in a row. So now you're starting to get these guys that have not fought for titles starting to enter the picture. But again, Derek Brunson fought three weeks ago. You watch Marvin Vittori with the resume that he has. Did the same thing to Holland first. He he did did. it first. No, not necessarily. What do you mean? (laughs) Chronologically, he did it first. No, not yet, but not. It wasn't the same thing. And I like Derek Brunson, but his fight against Kevin Holland wasn't as good as Marvin's. Really? Marvin actually landed a lot of damage. Marvin advanced a lot of positions on the top. Derek didn't really get that much offense going. Derek would take him down, and Kevin was – and the reason I I value Marvin's a little bit more, because I feel like in that short time, Kevin Holland was much more in tune with his takedown defense because – even though Marvin was taking him down, it wasn't just on the first attack like with Derek Brunson. And Kevin had much more intensity in regards to him getting up. He accepted the bottom way easier against Brunson, and Brunson wasn't able to get as much damage off as Marvin did. So I, I value Vittori's win a little bit more because I think he got a much more motivated Kevin Holland in regards to the grappling aspect and the wrestling aspect of the fight. Okay, so do you agree with this statement? Robert Whitaker, and it's amazing how this works out, right? Because we were all talking about this mini tournament. Brunson, okay, gets the win over Holland, but doesn't quite secure it. Then we think it's going to be Till versus Vittori. Till gets hurt. It's Vittori Holland, doesn't quite secure it. And now it kind of falls on the last fight of this little tournament, which is, of course, this weekend, April 17th, um, Robert Whitaker versus Kevin Gassam, a fight that was supposed to happen a couple of years ago. Do you agree with me with this? Robert Whitaker wins. A, even a decision, but especially if he wins impressively. But even if it's a decision, he should be fighting Izzy next. Do you agree with that? I do. And I and I do be, I believe that he should be fighting Izzy next. And I believe that Brunson and Vittori should fight as the co-main event. 
And if somebody gets hurt, one of them slides in. But then you definitely know that the winner of Vittori versus Brunson will get the title fight next. That's That's the Okay. What if Gaslam wins? If Gaslam wins. Tricky. Kelvin has won a couple fights in a row now. Just just one. Just one, unfortunately. Yeah. He had that win. I think there's a little work that needs to be done there still for Kelvin. I really do. So you get a big time win over the former champ, Robert Whitaker, who hasn't lost to anyone at 185 except for Izzy. And okay, these are the three losses that Kelvin had, by the way. Darren Till, remember in Madison Square Garden. Yep, Izzy. The Izzy fight, which is one of the greatest fights that we've seen in quite some time. And the Jack Hermanson heel hook comes back in February of this past year and beats Ian Heinish. So it'll be two in a row. Yeah, good win for him against Heinish. But then how do you give... God, I hate doing it like this. I, I hate you putting me in these situations. Uh, I'm happy to answer. I'm happy to no, answer. But then you put no. I'm not even about answering. I'm talking about the value in Marvin Vittori's win, winning it against Kelvin Gastelum's loss to Jack Hermanson, because Marvin Vittori beat Jack Hermanson up. Right? It's like he beat the guy that yeah. beat the guys. Right? So it's like. It's like it's it's hard to to weigh how much that loss hurts Gaston, especially when he got caught, right? He got caught in the submission early versus a guy that we saw get beat over five rounds by Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori is still very young. He's like 27 years old, right? Yeah. The dude has a ton of time, but I think right now he's coming into his own, and I think he's right on the cusp, man. If not this one, it'll be one more. Okay, so is this fair? Is this fair? Because I'm, tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to make it very clear for anyone uh, who's watching this and about to watch on 417. Is this fair? Whitaker wins regardless of how he wins. He's getting that title shot. He yes. punches his ticket. Yep. Gaslam has to do more than just get a victory. It's got to be with some style points. You knock out Robert, you punch your ticket. If you cruise to a decision, if it's a split decision, then we might have. He, I don't. I don't feel like going. I don't feel watching these two. I don't feel like Kelvin's going to be able to – it'll be hard for him to get a decision over Whitaker. Yeah, I think it's hard for anybody to get a decision. That's why it's, That's why I rate a win over Whitaker over anything that Marvin yeah. has done because it's just it's that impressive. It's hard for anyone to beat Robert Whitaker over five rounds. I think you got to knock him out. But um, Pressure's on. Pressure's on, man, right? The pressure uh, – yeah, it's, it's amazing. The pressure, pressure It's like the finals of the tourney this yeah. Saturday. I love it's it. A big, big pressure situation for all these guys. But, I mean, it, I think you have – gosh, I wish Paulo Costa was fighting. Because now, the moment you deal with all this, where's Paulo Costa still? He's still, he's still a very valid player in this whole equation. Yeah, right. Uh, like he still, just lost Izzy. I but don't he's, know how it that, doesn't matter though because he so should one-sided. get one of those names, right? Because even if we put Brunson versus Marvin, where does that leave this dude? Does does he fight Till when Till comes back? Where does it leave? So it's going to be out for quite some time. That's what I'm saying. Where does it leave Paulo Costa, who still has only lost to Izzy? Like you said, the only losses Gal- Gaslam has, right? And to me, it sounds like you're not making the the value in those losses are if there are good losses, Gaslam has good losses, right? To the mm. champ, to to Darren Till, and to Jack Hermanson. So how good of a loss is Paulo Costa's when he only lost to the champion, right? So it's like because all these guys have losses. It's a matter of how do we value, and that's again circles me right back to Marvin Vittori. The only time he's lost in a long time, yeah, is to Izzy years and years ago, and he's won five in a row. So, and and he lost, I think he lost a split decision to Edison. I hope he doesn't misconstrue this. He probably will. (laughs) It was a great win. It was a great win. And under normal circumstances, and if Robert slips on Saturday, then we can, we can talk about a title shot. But as of right now, five days before Whitaker Gaslam, I don't think we can confidently sit here. Honestly, the balls in the court of the guys fighting this weekend. That's that's understandable. Like it's very, you're not saying anything wrong. It's very understandable that you say if this is Robert's title fight to fumble, right? Mm -hmm. Like if Robert wins, he should fight for the belt. But if he loses, he fumbles it. He what a difference. Well, exactly. Against I mean, he's, Robert Whitaker has the ball at the five. And he can he can either Leon let this thing by dancing or he can go and secure the touchdown in the championship by winning this weekend. In what a, a fight, diff- honestly, that he should win. 
Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. He, I mean, he's been on a roll. He's looked great, especially since uh, he lost the belt. He's really been able to turn the corner. What a difference a few months makes for Kevin Holland. We'll see how he rebounds from all of this, but also what a difference, by the way, a few years makes for Mackenzie Dern. Can we give Mackenzie Dern some love here, DC? There was Bro, a time, there was yeah, a time when I, I Mackenzie do, Dern. I do, I do, I do want to give Mackenzie Dern love, but I'm not going to skip over Kevin Holland. Like I'm okay. not going to just skip past it. Well, so Kevin Holland, for a guy, I understand we have a short we time constraint. Listen, I'll, I'll go 30 minutes no, on Kevin Holland if no, you want. For Kevin Holland, right? A kid that had all those chances that he took last year that allowed for him to be in what a lot of people considered fighter of the year, got into the top 10. Those same chances now have now backfired on him. The one thing about wrestling and fighting is the, the hole that you have cannot be wrestling. And as I said, there's value in Vittori's win because Kevin Holland was much more in tune with his takedown defense. The one thing that he's missing, Ariel, is Kevin Holland now understands that you're trying to take him down. Like you're mm. in front of him on his legs and he's fighting your hands, he's fighting your head, he's fighting your body in front of him. What he isn't paying attention to is anything that's happening behind him. So if you have a body lock, if you have your hands around his legs, he gives no thought, no attention to those positions. So when a guy starts to lock their hands, you're pretty much taken down. They're 85 to 90% done. Kevin Holland needs to recognize that when a guy starts to get his hands clasped, he's got to either split the stance, he's got to give a hip, he's got to move the head to the other side. He's got to do so many different things to try to allow for himself to stay standing. But I know in the post-fight show, he spent a lot of time talking about what Kevin can be. I still believe today that with some takedown defense, he can truly compete with the elite of the elite. Dude's given up 19 takedowns in two fights. He hadn't given up 19 takedowns in his whole UFC career in 10 fights prior. So now the blueprint's out, so he has to address that. It sounds like he's going to do that. We've spoken on a number of occasions. He's supposed to come out work on the wrestling. I told him, bring his wrestling shoes. We will help him get prepared. But ultimately, it's about Kevin Holland learning to recognize all areas of defense, not only just the guy standing in front of you, you got you to gotta manage the hands. You got to manage the head. You got to manage all areas of wrestling, especially in that cage if he wants a chance to beat these real high-level grapplers. That is amazing insight. Uh, if he hasn't booked his flight to San Jose, I don't know what he's waiting for. Uh, I mean, you can. it's just amazing to hear that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll stick, see. We're going to stick him with – when Habib and him come back, it'll be great for him to get the doggy standings. But we'll stick him with Deron Wynn. We'll stick him with Kyle Crutchmer. We'll stick him with Jacoby Smith. All these high-level wrestlers that have wrestled at the highest level that will allow for him to start to get a feel for the dude's dangerous mm. if he can stay upright. But Marvin Vittori, hats off to him because he beat a better version of Kevin Holland than we saw last month. Yep, yep. It was a great win. Okay, now let's talk about Mackenzie Dern. Yes. Because I remember when she had trouble on the scales – when people said she didn't really want to, you know, give it her all when she was essentially exiled from, from the lab, when, when, uh, you know, uh, people said she didn't like to get hit all this stuff. First of all, <clears throat> let's give her props. She's making weight with ease. She looks she, to be in incredible shape. I mean, like we've never seen her with muscles like this before. She, her muscles are, she's so ripped now. And she's smoking, she's smoking people. She's got another submission. She's won four in a row. She is a player. I'd love to see her against like a Carla Esparza type in her next fight. But to me, Carla she's Esparza's booked, I think. But let me tell you who I, I know. I'm saying a type, a type, like a, a name like that. She's I, ready I, for those names. Yes, yeah, she is, Ariel. But I see, I, I see something else. I, if the former champ wants to fight, I would love to see her fight Joanna Janjacek. Mm. Because if she can win that fight, mm. that would make her truly. I mean, I don't know if you can even question whether or not she should get a title fight if she beats Joanna. No, that's a great fight. That's a great you know, fight. But or or Tatiana Suarez when Tatiana Suarez comes back. Because the winner of that she's banged up. Unfortunately, she's banged. It'll be a while. Yeah. It's like Mackenzie Dern has earned the right to fight the elite of the elite. And it's because she is so in tune with who she is today as a mother, as a wife, and just as an athlete. You, you, when you accomplish so much in a given aspect of mixed martial arts, all you think about is championship. Because why would Mackenzie Dern think anything different? It was only a matter of getting her locked in, and Jason Perillo has done a fantastic job with that. She's so game on the feet, and once you're on the ground with her, it's it's bro, it's like watching a jujitsu tutorial. Yeah. Dom and I are watching the fight, and McKenzie kind of slides into the mount, and immediately you're like, she's gonna go chase the armbar, but 
She's going to do it in a way where Nina Nunez doesn't recognize that it's coming. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And once you get mm-hmm. a, guy, a guy or a gal who's so good at jujitsu off to the side, and even though your hands are locked, eventually they're going to get your hands unlocked. And then even with seven seconds left, there was no way for Nina to kind of fight it out and wait to the final bell. She's going to break her arm. Mackenzie Dern is truly something special. And it's, it's a joy to watch someone really mature into the athlete that people thought that she could become. Yeah. I'm excited about her, uh, her ceiling. Cause I really do think that she can be a, a title contender at, at 115. And it's great to see her figure everything out. Uh, motherhood certainly has put things into perspective for her. Arnold Allen with a big win, Julian Marquez with a big win and another wacky call out, but it's apparently working. Let's see if he doesn't uh, fumble the ball on this one as well. Daniel Rodriguez with a big win. Joe Selecki, Mateus Gamrod with another impressive uh, performance. Uh, Jack Shore, Impa Kasangane. There was a lot that happened on it was Saturday. A great fight night, man. It was a great but, fight night last week. Or weekend. fight afternoon or fight afternoon, yeah, fight dare afternoon. I say. It was fantastic. But there's a lot of news going on in the world of MMA, so let's transition to some of that. All hell, DC, has broken loose between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. For everyone who was lamenting the fact that these two guys were too chummy-chummy going into the second fight. It's going to happen again. It's not happening again. What do you make of this whole thing? So I guess things really started to change. Uh, last night, Dustin Poirier comes out and accuses Conor McGregor of not following through on his promise to donate $500,000 to the Good Fight Foundation, said that he has reached out to his team several times, and Dustin says they have not gone back to him, and he put it out there. And Connor is now very upset to the point where, as of right this moment, has claimed on Twitter that he is calling the fight off because he doesn't <laughs> like the fact that Dustin has smeared his good name. I mean, the no more Mr. Nice Guy tweet is, is getting spoken into existence. What do you make of all of this? First off, I had no idea what was happening. Until this morning, you told me, you read me some of these tweets. And I was like, holy cow, this is getting crazy. So then I went and looked at them all. And I, you didn't give me the full story. Those guys had a whole conversation on Twitter last night. They went back and forth between each other. And mm-hmm. uh, this even Audi, even Audi Atar got even involved. Connor's in manager. manager is like, this is madness, right? You can see that the gloves are off. You know, these guys are, are, are the bad blood is, is becoming very uh, apparent. And I think it's crazy. I, I, I do. So I understand both sides of this equation. I understand the frustration, of, the frustration of Dustin Poirier not receiving the donation when we are. When was this fight? January? January. He's not even saying the donation. He's saying they haven't even like responded. Yeah, I you know what I mean? So I understand his side of it. I understand that lack of communication, especially when. Connor said it, and then he was so grateful publicly, right? Because it yeah. makes you look like a bit of a fool if it doesn't happen. But I also understand Connor's side. When you're giving that amount of money to something, you want to know where that money's going because that's why we see a lot of fraud and all those things. It's unfortunate, right? Because you see a lot of that stuff happening within a lot of organizations, nonprofits that are supposed to help kids. So I get both sides of this thing, but I can see how Dustin can become impatient. Be like, yo, yo why aren't you guys talking to me? Yeah, At least yeah, let me yeah. know. Then I can show you exactly where this money is going. But I also can see the McGregor side going, hey, I gave X amount of dollars to front care, frontline workers in my country during the pandemic. I've given millions to try to help people get through this situation. Me helping these kids in Louisiana is going to happen. But tell me where it goes. Like, show yeah. me. Dollar for dollar where this money goes. It's it's hard to get. It's easier to give a donation, right? Out, And nobody's giving 500 grand. But if you give a $5,000 donation, you give the money. The money goes to a person. That person who's responsible for that organization goes and does whatever with that money. That's $5,000. Imagine $500,000. I've got a sponsor for my wrestling team that gives us a, a good amount of money. We give him an itemized accounting of the flights and everything for those kids to go travel and wrestle just so that he's secure and knowing that his money goes directly to the kids. So it's uh, I understand. I really do understand. It's ugly on both sides. First of all, selfishly, I just want to say, I love how people accuse me of only caring about the drama and only caring about, you know, like all the storylines and not enough about the fights. Meanwhile, I can't stop getting tweets. Ariel, why aren't you talking about this? Why are you? Do- I mean, like, pick a, pick a lane, guys. What do you want? You want the fights or you want the drama? the guy that's like stirring the pot. Yeah. 
So the reason I didn't talk about it is I feel like this thing is evolving as we speak. We're about to do a show. So I'm going to talk about it here. So everyone just, you know, cool your jets. Look, it was a nice gesture when it was brought up the first time leading up to the second fight. Very nice. There is no doubt in my mind that Connor's going to follow through. It is not a good look that they haven't responded to Dustin's emails and reaching out. We've seen no indication from Connor, even in the post fight, that he was going to renege on this deal because they even talked about it in the post fight. They had an exchange backstage and whatnot. You know, Dustin putting it out there, it's it's a bold move, but I can understand his frustration as well. If they're not responding, not even saying like, hey, we're going to get back to you, you got to respond, right? You got, I mean, that's just the way it is. I have no doubt that at some point they will respond and pay, but I get where I, Dustin's a, a, upset right now. I get why Connor is upset too, because it's like, Hey, you're yeah. screwing my good name. You're not reaching out to me, this and that. All, my biggest takeaway from all of this is it's about to get real between these two guys. They're and I don't think the fight though. Connor's yeah, telling yeah, you the yeah. fight's off, but why, if a guy's pissing you off, why would you take the fight off? You well, want to fight. He's trying to say, I'm the man who made this like they met well, he recently. Said he said something about Dustin taking his fight with him over the title, right? Like that was another. Oh yeah. He's saying, I, I, I hold all the cards here. I'm yeah. the one who calls the shots. You don't call the shots. You don't put my, you know, dirty laundry out there for the world to see all that stuff. So I think he's doing hey, that. And we both Connor know, wants revenge. We both know, like, Hey, we both know McGregor has had enough bad press recently to where he doesn't need a fighter showing that something like that. Right. Like, I don't need you to smear my good name. Like I've, I've had to go through enough to get to. This is going to get ugly, though. This is going to get is. really ugly, right? I mean, to 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 put that out and there publicly. Yeah. Because here's the thing, right? Like for Dustin to do that, maybe Connor, because Connor will put stuff publicly himself. Yeah, yeah. Right. We've seen I him mean, do it himself. So DMs, all he did that it stuff. With DMs and all that stuff. So now I think all that niceness is is done, and you're going to start to see two guys that you want that. In the trilogy, you want a little bit of bad luck. I don't think any Connor fan wants to see him not follow through on that donation. I don't think anyone involved in the sport wants to see it go down that road. I do think if you're a Connor fan, you're like, oh, this is the Connor that I fell in love with, right? The Connor yeah. was a fire, who's not trying to be, you know, Mr. Nice Guy donating to chat, all this stuff. Like, you want to see the bad boy Connor? Well, That's the one the who got to this like, point. I would like to see, I would like to see. McGregor, even if he's back to his old ways, him donating to charities is not a you know it's not a, a knock on uh, on the the attitude change because reality is this: the most violent and mean fighters of all time still donate. I mean, there are times I bet oh, 100 Mike Tyson, Mike 100%. Tyson's probably donated countless amounts of money to charities around the country and around the world to try to help people. Connor needs to be himself and go fighting away. I don't even think that it's just a matter of his attitude. He needs to fix that thing. If he cannot counter those kicks, he's going to yeah. get beat again. Right. And, and Dustin Poirier will go back to the well. So, uh, and we said this on Saturday. I was like, I don't know if the more time that passes, the better it is for McGregor to try to learn. Because three months, if he would have fought him again in April, I don't think that's enough time to learn how to counter and defend that kick. And also you got to let that recover, man. Once you get beat up like that, it's a matter of it just getting touched again and you start to feel the same exact pain. Yeah, of course the buildup doesn't necessarily translate to anything in the actual fight. I just yeah. think if you're trying to believe that he's back to his old ways, yeah, it's all sure. well and good. But let me be very, man, very clear. Right? Oh, let me be very clear. Like, this is not a good look for anyone involved, right? No. It, you know, like no one wants to be known as someone who makes a promise to donate that kind of money to charity and doesn't follow through. And, and, and for Dustin, I understand that he's very frustrated. So I reached out to their team, you know, things are said online, but you, you want to know that that's part of the reason why I didn't talk about it online. Adi did tell me they have every intention on following through. They were just trying to wait for more information. That's what he said. We never once, you know, discussed not following through after the fight, all that stuff. I would like to believe him. I reached out to Connor. He didn't respond as of right this moment to get his side of the story. Of course, we're seeing him in tweet, but I mean, I would like to think that he's not that kind of guy. I would like to think that he is going to follow through on this, but man, I believe you will. Yeah, I believe, I, I really do believe that he will. I'm not, I think, I don't think he's not going to give uh, that donation. You just don't want to see these types of things out in the public because Ultimately, you're dragging you're dragging something that was so positive into a really 
dark. Well, it's for kids and, and, for and kids. And that's yeah. the problem. Right. And I know, right. Being from Lafayette, I know what that type of money would, how it would help those kids in the areas that Dustin is helping kids. And again, the good fight foundation has done nothing but help and provide in our hometown. So I know there may be organizations where people will take money and donations and keep it. Does not seem like Dustin and Jolie are doing that because no, every, all no the money way. that they're getting, they're putting back into the community, right? No, so no, no. I can yeah. vouch for that, that the money that they're receiving, they're putting back in the Lafayette because you can see it. Even the Boys and Girls Club that I went to growing up, they've given countless dollars to help those kids with uh, after school work and, and, and tutor and everything. They're just, re- they built a park, a playground in an underprivileged area. They're doing the right things in our community. So all those accolades that Dustin are getting, key to the city, Dustin Poirier Day, these are things that are coming to fruition based on the platform and his ability to be in front of people. But at the root of it, it should really be about all the actions that are done underneath to help the community that allow for him to receive all this press and all this, this, uh, this, 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 the on the way they're honoring him back in Lafayette because he's doing a fantastic job. I'll just end with this on this particular topic. Cause this is a bit of, you know, he said, he said, you know, it's, it's ugly. I, I would like to sit here and believe this will get figured out. This yes. communication, maybe the right person is in response, whatever the case is. I would like to believe that this is all going to be figured out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's adding some, you know, it's adding some buzz, some hype to the fight. I still believe as of right this moment, the fight is going to happen on July 10th. That's probably most important for the fans. I know everyone's loving this. They're grabbing their popcorn. They love when the dirty laundry is aired, but I would like to believe this is just a misunderstanding and miscommunication and it'll all get figured out. So let's just leave it at that. Let's move along to another somewhat uh, controversial topic. And that is of one Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain uh. Sterling is the bantamweight <laughs> champion. And uh, he announced on his podcast on Friday that he is going under the knife on Thursday. He is getting surgery. Why are you laughing so much, GC? What's so funny here? I think this is hilarious, dog. What's so funny about it? What's oh, so funny? Tell goodness. me. Now, you know, I don't know what side you're on because I see you and Aljo all chummy chummy. Listen, listen, you know, you had that 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 Twitter spat of your own a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> listen, just listen. It's hilarious because anybody, right? So when I found out about Aljo's surgery. I asked a couple of the wrestling dads, right? Like just guys that have nothing to do with fighting. They're just fans. I go, guys, who do you think having a surgery would be the worst? <laughs> like, that's what I asked. My, I asked those guys. They're like, the dude that got need. I swear <laughs> to God, they're like, the dude that got need. They didn't know his name per se. I go, Aljamain Sterling? They go, yes. I go, wow. I go, y'all think that's the worst? They go, yes. Because there's no clarity in the situation now. Right. You can't get to the clarity of the situation because now Aljo goes away. And regardless of if he was he is hurt. And I do believe he's hurt. I'm not saying he's not hurt. But under the circumstances, now he gets to stay the champion and not deal with Piotr Jan in two to three months as originally intended, which is what we all hope for after the way the fight ended. Right. Because Piotr Jan was on his way to keeping his title. Now he has to deal with Aljo going to the next surgery. And guess what? Next surgeries don't always, the recovery doesn't always go as planned. This could be a year. It could take forever. But I also love that Aljo after, and we were all guilty of it. We all was on him when he won the belt. And we're talking about him taking the pictures and he was defending himself. And then he just turned, he said, you know what? I'm just going to steer into this thing. Right, like now he takes the pictures, and guess what? Know. It is the ultimate. It is the no. Ultimate. Don't say it. Don't it say it. It is the ultimate now because now he can take. He takes his title. No, he gets his surgery. And he goes home and he figures out when he comes back. And for all the people that were on him because he got hit with an illegal shot, now you no. got to deal with him holding on to the belt. DC, I I think you were going to say he's. Uh... He's leaning into the heel side of yes. this whole thing. No, don't say it because there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. He has X-Pac heat, as we like to say in the business at this point. He has changed the channel heat. Let's not mince words. He has handled this 
horribly. And the reason why he's getting heat for the surgery announcement now is because of the way in which he handled the immediate aftermath of that fight. Every day, it's a different story from Aljo. Here's my read on Aljo right now. He is reading the comments too much. He is listening to the internet too much. He is listening to Instagram and Twitter too much, and he's responding. And he thinks that he's playing a heel by doing WrestleMania things with the belts and all that. This is not how a champion acts. I'm sorry. This is not how a champion acts. I have no doubt in my mind that he is hurt. I have no doubt in my mind that he needs surgery, but you lose the benefit of the doubt when you handle your business the way in which he did in the aftermath of the Peter Jan fight. I'm sorry. It does not, it, optics wise, this isn't a good look. It just sure, isn't. And then DC, this is what it gets me. It's always the aftermath. And then, because I'm trying to be nice about this. I'm trying because I know he reads everything and he gets very sensitive. Then he goes online the following day and puts out a video and proclaims that Pyotr Jan is the one who is ducking from him. (laughs) Aljo, what are you doing? Like, it's making my head hurt. I like Aljo. I've been covering him for a very long time. He is a good guy with a good soul and a great backstory, and he's overcome a lot. But whoever is giving you this kind of advice, and I hope there is someone, I hope you're not just going into business on your own here, is the wrong person to be listening to at this point. Aljo, get your surgery, get well soon, get back there and defend the title. Please stop with the videos and the tweets and all this stuff because every day the story changes. Hey, there have been some mistakes made by Aljamain Sterling. Some? The whole thing has been one long mistake. Aljamain Sterling has made mistakes. But I think when you're in the situation where he got the belt in the way that he did, you do one of two things, man. You either try to defend yourself and that you are the champion or you just make everybody hate you more than they ever could. And that's what he's doing right now. This is the wrong kind of hate. This is the wrong kind of hate. But here's the thing, though, Ariel. Here's the thing, though. When he says, this is why I laughed. When he said, my neck's been bothering me for 10 years, but now I'm going to have the surgery. That's the way you go, oh, God. I see what he's doing. And the one that you, when he's, when I was reading that tweet, I was like, wait, so, Piotr Jan pulled out of a fight in November. November. What does that even mean? <laughs> what is that? I, I did. I could not. It's really giving understand. me a headache. I didn't understand what he was saying. Now, as you explain it, Piotr Jan has no reason to be afraid. What? It's the, it's it's ludicrous. Piotr Jan's a bad bad boy, man. And honestly, Piotr Jan was on his way to winning that title fight, but unfortunately, it played out in the way it does. But here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. Does the UFC have an obligation to step in here and make a decision? Well, because you know, a lot of times people talk about interim titles are thrown around too quickly and too easily. Mm-hmm. Would the UFC be out of line to take the Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw winner, and stick him in an interim title fight with Piotr Jan, or maybe even take the belt from Aljamain Sterling and make it an official title fight? Okay, so. They wanted to book this fight for May 15th. Yeah. Obviously, that was too soon. The guy suffered a concussion. You have to train. I was not in favor of that. They wanted to book this fight for June 12th. Mm, a little bit pushing it. We're talking about a fight that happened in early March. A little bit pushing it, okay? At this point, I think we have to see what the true recovery time is. If you're getting serious neck surgery, and he says Dude. that he'll be back in October, November, which seems like a kind of, I mean, like that, seems fast, right? Six months, because remember, he has to recover and then he has to train for the fight and all that stuff. If we're talking about six months, then I'm down with not making the Dillashaw Sanhagen fight an interim title fight or even. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about Dillashaw Sanhagen fight. And then if one of those guys come out clean in the fall, have an interim title fight. Let Aljo recover. If he's out for a year, if he's out for a year, then yes, I think that is very fair because let's be honest, it wasn't a clean victory. By the way, the more I think about it, someone asked me this question on Saturday. Why couldn't they have just made the title vacant, right? No one won that fight. DQ, the champion screwed up. The other guy didn't beat him. Why can't this be more like pro wrestling where the title is just vacant? He got disqualified. He got disqualified. And then vacant. You lose the belt. Hey, Hey, you by the way, the you belt. don't lose the belt in WWE if you get wait, disqualified. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Well, listen. All right, man. Title doesn't I change hands it. on a DQ. Title I'm just saying. Change on DQ. This is a mess. Yeah, I this get is it. the whole thing's a mess. It's a mess. I, I want to defend this guy, but it's hard at this point. It's hard. We're 45 minutes into this thing, and you haven't even spoken to me about WrestleMania yet. I hope we're I getting to it. I don't know. keep bringing up wrestling. I hope we're going into WrestleMania in the next segment. I'm telling you that much. So, like, you take Aljo 
and Aljo, uh, if he's gone long, dude, neck surgeries are bad. I, my, my, my coach, Kevin Jackson, once he hurt his neck, he was, he, his career was essentially done. So uh, I, I just don't know how he comes back in six months from a surgery like that. So and now it's a mess. I think that we're going to have an interim title fight and I you can't get mad at it. Let Aljo, Aljo take his belt, take his time to recover because the worst thing that he could do is get this surgery, come back too soon and really hurt himself. So I'd be in favor of that. Winner of Sanhagen Dillashaw fights Jan for the interim title. Maybe I don't know, late summer, and then we'll see how yeah. this plays out. I just, up. I would Jan just like Dillashaw. for him to stop reading the comments, stop responding, stop thinking that what you're doing is clever and fun because it's not helping you. You, someone who cares about Aljo needs to explain to him how this is done. Maybe old Chael P can give him a call. It's just is 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 not working right now. Not Whatever working. it is, it's yeah. not working. And the time. And by the way, I'm not for a second questioning the injury, the validity of the injury, but the whole timing of this thing is leading to him losing fans, it, and the yeah. way he's handling it. But they they are fans. paying attention. You know, they are paying attention. You said X Pox heat. X Pox heat. Yeah, I understand. You know, it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I mean. It's the timing is, is, is a little timing crazy. Timing is a bit weird. But, hey. but so then we go. So then, again, so last weekend, then we had WrestleMania, right? It was no, no, no. Wait, wait. we're going to get to WrestleMania. We're gonna, okay. we, we need to talk about something more important. <laughs> Come on, man. What's happening, dude? Hey, we're, like, we're, we're talking about. We're talking into the show. Illegal knees. Okay. Here we have Demetrius Johnson after that fight against, you know, the 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 Sterling Yacht fight saying like, hey, like man. I like you're like my teacher and like you keep trying to keep me on task. Like, what are you doing? Well, this is, it's a tough gig. Let me tell you, it's a tough gig. I got the whip behind me, the corporate Jake whip. He's like, stay on task, stay on task. But what about that night, Wednesday? I mean, you talk about a horrible set of circumstances and really bad luck. They got this big debut on TNT and Eddie's fight, Eddie Alvarez's fight ends the way it ends with the illegal blows supposedly to the back of the head. And then you have DJ losing, get getting blasted, blasted <laughs> gets blasted with the knee. By the way, that was legal. Yeah. The Eddie shots weren't legal. And so let me ask you this. And it's kind of weird to see that because like the Eddie shots didn't seem all that illegal. And then this in America is legal, the knee to the head. By the way, how about DJ doing the interview afterwards, walking out? And it was like the same, you know, the same kind of knee that Aljo. I know not all knees are 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 equal, <laughs> but I mean, like again, the optics is bad. Well, what, I mean, it's but, crazy. It's yeah, crazy. DJ the whole thing is kneed, crazy. DJ got kneed hard. He got kneed into oblivion. But okay, DJ so how do you hard. feel about that? Should he should those knees be legal? I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like knees. I don't like knees to the grounded opponent. I don't think that should ever be legal. I think it's too dangerous. Um, but again, I'm a wrestler, right? So wrestlers, I, I, I think in the terms of wrestlers, when they get defended, I've seen so many times where you've had athletes try to shoot, get their shots defended, and they're just on their knees, kind of swinging their head, trying to avoid the punches. Mm -hmm. I think it's just too risky. And the amount of danger, uh, damage you can inflict on someone from that position, you, you know, they say sometimes you take a knockout or something that takes your chin away from you. Imagine if we start kneeing guys on the ground. It just, it's too brutal. It's taken a long time to develop a rule set that allows for this thing to be on ABC and be on ESPN and not look like anything too barbaric. When you yeah. start kneeing people down on the ground like that, it does look a bit like that. I get why it's, why it's legal over there and I don't hate it, but it's really not my cup of tea. And well, soccer I think kicks, it was the soccer kicks bother me more. I think, would you say? Soccer, soccer kicks. kicks. Oh, oh my yeah. God, soccer kicks. They should do away with that in every single organization around the world. That's right. the most, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I think it was the stupidest thing in the world. And I hope that it makes one really, look, they need to talk to the official that did the Eddie Alvarez fight. Okay, because so that's, that's all on him. Was that um, legal or illegal in your opinion? I thought he was, I thought it was legal. I thought he was aiming for the year. Mm -hmm. supposed to aim for the year. And, and listen, he was hitting him right in the side of the head. Eddie Alvarez handled that as beautifully as anybody in the world could, though. Oh, He's a it was heartbreaking. Person. He, he, you could see how hurt he was. But Eddie just truly wanted to acknowledge that he wants everybody to be healthy in this thing. But to watch that, like, in such short span of time shows you how dumb certain things can be. And these officials need to stay out of the fights. They're becoming too important a part of what's going on inside the octagon. You're a third man. Don't make yourself a massive factor in what's going on between the combat athletes. That guy could have gave Eddie a warning. Instead, he disqualifies him. Um, 
I think. But what if I, the guy can't continue? What if the opponent I, that, can't but, continue? But it did not look like his opponent was so hurt that he couldn't continue. They brought really out the stretcher for him. They brought out the stretcher? Yes. Man, come on, man. Uh, yeah, they did. Come they on, did. Harry. That's why he they was crying. They didn't show it. Dude, man. They did. They did. That's why he was crying. Come on, Harry, was all, Yes, yes. They did not bring no stretch out for this dude from that. It's a crazy DJ thing. Had a stretch? He did have a stretch. No, DJ <laughs> DJ was doing an oh. interview. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. They need to leave Al Jermaine alone and go get that dude that Eddie was fighting. Who's that? Yeah, yeah. Who Eddie uh, Yuri Lapikas. This dude right here needs an Oscar. Because come on, man. You can't. Dude, it don't matter. They don't need no stretcher. I when Jones kicked me in the face, I don't think they even took Overeem out on the stretcher whenever uh Nganu did that to him. If, if if Overeem can walk after what happened to him, then there's no way that that dude needed a stretcher. That's so crazy. I cannot believe that. Mm. I actually I, I turn it off. I can't tur- believe that. Uh, I mean, I turn it off. I turn it off when they disqualified Eddie Alvarez. You didn't even watch DJ. Nope, I saw the highlights. Sorry. You're crazy. You're exposed. crazy. I've been exposed, dog. Huh? It's it's a tough thing though because when you're 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 hitting someone in that position, right? If the opponent moves his head in the flow of all the action, you can't necessarily blame Eddie Alvarez, right? Because he's oh. and, and now this guy uh, Yuri was 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 moving his head. Now, by the way, it could be strategic on his part to move his head as a, as a way to defend himself. I don't agree with the DQ outright. Unless he couldn't continue, then he can't continue. But to me, it felt like something that happened in the flow of the action. The guy's moving. Tough call for Eddie. I felt for Eddie. And you know, I also felt, DC, maybe even more importantly to me, and maybe I'd love to know your read on this. Eddie Alvarez felt like the kind of guy in that moment who was coming to terms with what he does for a living and maybe yep. didn't really love it that much anymore. You know what I mean? Hurt it. He, doesn't want, he doesn't want to see anybody hurt. Like, yeah. I never wanted to see anybody hurt. I never know. A lot of us don't. Like, we don't want to hurt nobody, like, to where they can't get up and go back to their families and stuff. Nobody wants to hurt p- people to that degree. And when you start talking about hitting person behind the head illegally, you start to wonder if, you know, man, that could really have damaged him. But, but that comes with age, right? Like, 15 years ago, Eddie mature, might not have that reaction. Sure. Yeah, you mature and you start to kind of look at everything in the grander scheme. But I thought I thought it was absolutely crazy. I don't believe that they should have stopped the fight. And I, I think back to Junior Dos Santos versus Cyril Gan. Mm-hmm. He got hit in the back of the head as he was avoiding. Mm-hmm. Whoever officiated that match did a great job. I think back to Paulo Costa and Israel Asanya. As Ed Asanya was finishing, a couple shots landed close to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Referee never never did anything to impart themselves into the fight. I really think that you got to talk to these referees and they cannot be a part of the story too much. They're just a third man in there to protect the fighters. And um, they're becoming so important when, when you're talking about referees after every fight card like that, that is not good. The yeah. less you talk about the referees, it's a tough gig. The better. It's, a tough, it's a really it's tough, a very gig. tough gig. It's one of the yeah, toughest. People want, people want Herb Dean about the Francis deep. thing. Herb did a great job. He, did he ran job. as fast as he possibly could over there to try to stop the fight. But it's like, we shouldn't have to talk about the referees every single time we leave a fight card. Okay. Now let's get to WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, Doug, finally. Like, what is going who, on? Who I'm was like, the like, MVP? Who Two nights, Tampa. The, apparently, uh, y- 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 they don't wear masks <laughs> in Florida anymore. That's my big takeaway from the, from the weekend. I had a lot of fun. My kids are going to be scarred for life so long, though, because like, of The on, Fiend man. and Alexa Bliss. We should have done a one-hour WrestleMania show. Forget all that other nonsense. I mean, who's the MVP of the... First of all, do you like the two nights? I I, I liked it better than the one time. I went one time and it was like six hours. It was too yeah, long. too long. Like, too little long. Daniel was like exhausted. He didn't want to be there anymore. Too long. I like the breakdown of two nights. Here's the issue, right? When you have a two-night WrestleMania, but then you also have a WrestleMania SmackDown on Friday, it's like WrestleMania weekend. For the, nah, that was just a right. Don't, don't fall for not, the promotion. But that's not even. But that's not even counting NXT that's right. going on at the same NXT. time too, right? There's so much wrestling for a guy like me who loves it. Great. The MVP to me, I loved the Bianca Belair Sasha Banks match. Mm-hmm. I love the triple threat match. The two main events really delivered for me. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed uh, Bad Bunny wrestling. Bad Bunny was incredible, man. My wife was watching. She goes, she goes, he's like, I go, he's good. She goes, well, all you guys watch it your whole life. So, of course, you can. No, that's tough, man. Hey, here's the thing. The Miz and John Morrison, right? 
to put him over like that. And I always said, people that go into the WWE and they have to do these one-off matches, you want somebody like that to be in there with. Somebody that can protect you and carry you into a match. And the way the Miz and John Morrison sold his moves, the way that they worked with him, it was it was phenomenal. But uh, ultimately, my MVP, Roman Reigns. I mean, the dude's a beast, man. Dude is a beast. Like, I know him and table. I have our issues. Well, that's we the thing. I want to give him props, but he disrespected you. I mean, he, no, he laughed. He hey, scoffed hey, hey, at Reigns the idea I, of Reigns you. and I have our issues, and those aren't done yet. But the dude put on a show last night, and I thought it was perfect the way that he uh, pinned them both. Because yeah. you're supposed to pin them both, right? If you're the big dog and you, you, and you are talking about doing stuff with me, you better pin Edge and, and Daniel Bryan together because mm. otherwise you're in trouble. I like my big boy Omas. Did you see Omas? Omas how big is man. Omas? He's like seven foot I mean, three. They, so they claim. How big is Omas? Omas. AJ Styles is like Omas. One foot, and Omas like steps on the dude. They smashed the eleven time world champion New Day like they were nothing, dude. It was the whole event was fantastic. I loved it. Me and Dan watched it. We enjoyed it. Uh, love seeing the fans out there. It felt like WrestleMania again because last year's WrestleMania. Oh, that was depressing. The, it was sad. It was, it was actually so depressing. Sad to it watch. was so depressing. I I was bummed about the uh, the Fiend Randy Orton. I, I wanted to see something oh. like last year because the the Firefly Funhouse, whatever it you call so it, good, it, was so good though. So fun with John Cena. Can I tell you what my biggest takeaway of the whole weekend yeah. was? When they had to kill time, and I think you were in transit at the time, <laughs> when they had to kill time, which was so awkward because I'm sitting there watching with my two kids. My two boys were so excited. DC was warming my heart all day. They were counting down the hours, and we're sitting down. It's 8 o'clock, and they're like, okay, when's it starting? When's it starting? Oh, they announced Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley going to be first, and they had to kill like 40 minutes because of a rain delay, the first of its kind. I'm like, I'm going to lose these guys. They're never going to yeah. want to watch this again, but they had to throw to all these dudes in the back who had to they do these prepared. off the cuff interviews. Some of them were not prepared. I you like the, way, the ones I like who like it scripted and don't. McIntyre were back there. And, oh, and McIntyre's like, I can't, I, I can't even talk right now. I, I, I can't deal with this. I'm so Kevin Owens was great. Kevin Owens was amazing. Some guys but were Kevin a little Owens rough. Is, Kevin Owens is a master on the mic. Him and Sami Zayn are yeah. so good on the mic. It's crazy. The, let, let me talk about the fiend real quick. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, the, the WWE makes a mistake at times with the fiend character as they did with the, the demon uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor yeah. When those guys wrestle as that character, they should win just about every time. I think Bray Wyatt can lose when he goes as himself or he goes as the school teacher, which truly is one of the greatest characters ever created in wrestling. Love it. But when he wrestles as the fiend, you should almost feel as if it's a, uh, it's just an afterthought that he's going to win. He shouldn't lose to a Randy Orton. He should lose to maybe Roman Reigns. He right. may lose a world title fight. He shouldn't just be losing. In the those, opener, those, those, no, the openers of WrestleMania as the fiend. It just, no, it just really digs at the character and how the like how important that character is. What do you think of my idea? I threw it out there. Obviously, you're getting up there in age. I know the back is a little jacked up. It's bad. You as the mouthpiece for Gable Stevenson. Oh, what a Gable team that Stevenson. would be. That's my boy right there, Gable Stevenson. Man, listen, this dude is so fantastic, and he's is he going? A- is he going? Break some news. Is he signing with them? What's happening? Can't he can't sign? In, he can't sign with them. He, this dude. Still so what was he doing him. there in the front row? He's got another year eligibility. He can't wrestle. He can't do anything. Him and his dad just went. They just went. But it's like you can't. He 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 he's a wrestling fan. The dude loves wrestling. The dude loves uh, WWE. But he's fantastic. Man. Is he going like, to be good? I, Does he have charisma? I think he would be good. I also think he'd be a fantastic fighter, right? I think oh. he'd be a fantastic fighter. And I do believe that uh, there should be some opportunities. That dude's dude is just one of a kind, man. He's going to win the Olympic games and he's only 20 years old, right? This, so the summer, the summer's games. He's dude. He made the Olympic games as a college junior. He beat Gable Stevenson. Just beat a multiple. Is it Stevenson or Stevenson? It's Stevenson. Oh God. Gable Stevenson. Yeah. Just beat a multiple time world medalist in Nick Wazowski. 10-0, he beat him two matches to zero to make the Olympic team. And the dude still has college eligibility. He's going to win the Olympic Games as a young man. And not only is, is WWE going to be begging for him, the UFC will too. I'm sure Bellator will. Everybody around the world will want to be in the Gable Stevenson business. 
Is his name for real? Because it feels like it's out of like one of those WWE Bro, you know, name gem- generators. Me, you know, he gave me the he put this tweet up after he won the NCAA tournament. It was a picture of him as a young kid, and he was with Dan Gable. And oh. the tweet said, "There is no Gable Dan because his name is Gable Dan Stevenson." No way, Dan Gable. I promise you, his he's name named Gable. after Dan Gable. He's named after Dan Gable. Wow. Which is it's it's fantastic, man. This, this is like Tyson is- Fury and Mike Tyson. Yeah, dude, this dude is his whole story. Everything about him is just it's 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 spectacular. And I cannot wait until he makes a decision after his wrestling career yeah. as to what he wants to be. I well, don't want him to leave early, though. I no, want him no. to go through this Olympic cycle, go to 20. What is it? 20, 2020, 24, another Olympic gold medal and then go and do everything else because the world is this kid's oyster right now. So. Well, I hope you appreciate I me. Mean, I'm out there on the front lines. You know, I'm just getting like, boom, taking shots on your behalf. You are, you are boom, boom, hey, you got my back. Biggie, Roman Reigns. I mean, I'm just out there. Hey, you know, I I'm love selling the, for you. Biggie. Biggie's like, has he ever been in a no holes barred match? You're like, dude, fought in the UFC. Like, Come what? on now, baby. <laughs> Come on. No wonder you lost your belt. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, Nigerian drum fight. Come on, Biggie. Uh, Nigerian drum. Apollo Cruz. they shaved his head and he looks so mean now. He does look hey. mean. That's, somebody put that up there. That's another title for Africa. Hey, that's another title for <laughs> that's Africa. True, that's, that's true. Another title and for Ganu, Africa. Usman, Izzy, and now Apollo Cruz. Uh, DC, very big weekend coming up. Not only Robert Whitaker and Kevin Gaslam, but we do want to wish the best to Ben Askren as he goes and takes oh, on Mr. On, Jake ben. Paul. Hopefully. Ben, 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 this is me, Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. Ben, throw him down. Just once, Ben, even if you lose, if you just foot sweep him, Steve Mako style, foot sweep him, throw him down real quick and just go, hey, if I really want to beat you in a free fight, I can really just kick your butt. So (laughs) for for all of us out here, bud, hands up, chin down, punch as hard as you can. And if you get in the clinch, throw him down one time and show him that this dude really has nothing for a mixed martial artist. Let's go, Ben. Let's go, Askren. Let's go, Askren. Let's go, Askren. Let's go. What if Ben shows up and he cuts off the locks and he's got a ball head? Wow. And he's just ready to go, right? All business. Oh, my all business. Woo. All business, Ben. I'm looking forward to it. I'm mostly looking forward to the live performance by Justin Bieber. I cannot wait for the Biebs. The Biebs is on fire. Could you imagine Ben Askren back there? Yeah. <laughs> you imagine Ben Askren back there with those dudes singing like Justin? Come on. Ben's like, why are you guys at my, why are you guys at my wife? Like, what is going on? Like, what, what are they doing with these people? Like, Demelio Charlie, Demelio Charlie and, and freaking Justin Bieber. Like, what are you guys doing here? Like, ben Who's that? Like, Demelio Charlie? Who's that? Yeah, right? I don't know. Some girl that you said to me last TikTok. time. TikTok. TikTok. TikTok don't pretend like you don't know. Don't pretend like you don't know. TikTok made me do it. I'm going to have to ask Lil Dan. Okay, so that's this weekend as well. Uh, But... Before we go, lastly, most importantly, do want to say rest in peace to the one and only DMX. Uh, heartbreaking to see what happened to him. A man who you know was a soundtrack for many great fighters' uh, walkout entrances, right? In fact, our boss Glenn threw out the take earlier today saying that no better walkout that ain't no sunshine. Uh, Anderson yeah. Silva's walkout, Chuck Adele yeah. came out to uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Uh, Mike Tyson did back in the day. DMX was the man. Slipping was my favorite DMX, oh, by the way. Bro, slipping. That is such a hey, great oh, I'm song. slipping. I'm falling. Just, I can't get up. Remember the, that? The, uh, the lyrics in that song. Yeah. So good. But um, what the song? What's my name? What's my name was my song. That was the one. Let's I hear liked, it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. But listen, I can't sing that. It's like there's too much anger. What? Why? They? And if they wanted you, got it. Why don't get it? What they really want? Um, great, great for the walkouts. Also, uh, Luke Rockhold. Yes. Oh, hey, uh, um, something uh, only can't stop, can't, can't stop, stop the, the rain. rain. That was a good one. Well, who was that against? Chris Weidman, and then he oh, stopped the rain. He did, he, he stopped, did. Now I know. Yes, yes, can't stop the rain. That, that was, was like, that was. That was great. And I hated Was that Luke Rockhold's coolest moment of his that career? Luke that might have been. <laughs> that was Luke Rockhold's coolest moment. I mean, everything fell into place, right? From the song choice to, to the fight. It just all worked perfect for Luke to become the middleweight champion. But yeah, stop the rain. Stop the rain. DMX good. When Luke underrated. Rockhold and Paul Weidman was a uh, was very underrated walk up. Our condolences to his family, an absolute legend. And and it sucks when you know these these legends pass away. 
unexpectedly and so young and then they get all this love and you and you wish that they would see this love right when when yeah. when they're alive like we need to celebrate legends like the while they're here man while they're while here they're here yes because i mean the love that he got over the weekend and deservedly so and rightfully so it's like oh you wish the guy can see this right Bro, the whole night the whole night the ufc just played dmx songs mm. all through the whole night daniel rodriguez came out to dmx you know d-rod walked out to dmx changed his walkout song on friday to come out to dmx and then you hit him with the one two about the lakers i mean the houston did they go and beat the, did they go and beat the nets? <laughs> without all those guys that was crazy like did they go and beat the nets without everybody crazy all right dc we're out of time over. It's good. Yeah, it's over. No, I love this. I'm glad you actually let me talk to you about WrestleMania a little bit. Like, boy, it took 55 minutes. I know. Like, Listen, we would have we would have done a WrestleMania preview last week, but you were too busy on vacation. Wait a minute. Are you off next week too? I think I got. I'll I be got, here. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Actually, you know, there was something I wanted to talk to you guys about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 All right, we're out of time. Thank you very much to everyone who listened. Thank you very much to everyone who watched, especially you, uh, you, you, you numbskulls, you rascals on the YouTube chat. We see you out there, even though you think we don't. We see you. We see you just fine. But uh, yeah, we're out of time. So back next week, same time and place. Until then, we say peace. We're out of here. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 